0: Welcome back, fam. This is the final episode of the Holistic Abiduan Podcast of 2021. Can you believe it? We've already put out so much great content. I couldn't be more grateful for all of you listeners and supporters of the show. Um, 2022 is going to be chock full of all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, we like to do things off the beaten path a little bit here. And um, our final guest of 2021 is Matthew Bivens. He's married to Sarah Bivens. And they um, they have a company together called Doing It at Home, which includes a podcast. I've been a guest on there twice. Or uh, was it twice or was it just once? Um, I think it was twice. Yeah. So they're they're a pretty unique couple they talk a lot about spirituality and intimacy um, they've explored um, partnerships out of just the sort of typical monogamous relationship they have their own language so I won't put in the words for you there and uh, Matthew's a very conscious human very conscious man very conscious father and uh, I, I have a lot of respect for him and And I was very very grateful to to have some of his time um, to, to get him on our podcast here so I I end up asking him the big question that I ask many guests. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? And and like all guests, he did not disappoint. Very, very surprising answers. And um, that's what what this is all about. (laughs) So I I really um, am am very grateful to have him on the show. Uh, Before we get into the episode, remember this is just education. This is not medical advice. Do not take anything you hear on the show as um, a... As a, as a replacement to anything that your doctors, your medical practitioners have told you. I am a physician, but we produce this show as a 501c3 as a form of, of uh, education, just to, to spread good information and to have good conversations. So if, if we say something here, do not take it to the bank and tell your doctor to shove it. Go and have a conversation with your doctor and say, Oh, I learned this really great thing. That's what this is all about. Um, I don't know if there's any really big announcements. I kind of just want to get into this one. Um, I will say that as 2022 approaches, I am just very, very grateful to have such an amazing wife, amazing woman, my wife, Stephanie, in my life as we raise these two little girls. And, um, you know, you think you graduate to the next level of adulthood. It's it's kind of just things just get a little harder. And um, she and I have already decided 2022 is going to be the year where we revive the sort of um, spontaneous nature of our relationship because we have been raising babies for two years and um, we're going to still be raising babies, but um, we're going to book a fancy schmancy hotel up in southern Indiana, um, kind of like the Shining style hotel and um, get weird for a weekend up there. And I planning to go back to Burning Man this year, 2022. We'll have to rent an RV, I suppose, with two little babies in tow. It's going to be uh, an awesome year. We're also planning to spend a a month or more in Mexico at Stephanie's um, family home down there in order for the kids to be immersed and for us to kind of just get out of Louisville for a little while. Not that there's anything wrong with Louisville, but, you know, I was a Spanish student. Stephanie grew up in Mexico, and for us to get back into Latin America would be really, really great. Plus, we would have no cost of living down there if we ended up selling everything and moving down. So that's (laughs) a plus there, too. If anybody wants to come visit, we've got extra bedrooms. So, so that's that. Um, what else do I have to share? I think that's it. I think we're gonna we're gonna have a nice little episode here. Grab yourself some hot hot cocoa and um, snuggle up for my conversation with Matthew Bivens.
1: This is so fantastic to be here. I appreciate you.
0: I really love what you and Sarah are doing in your podcasting world. And even in your own personal podcast, you, you've, uh, you're you've you really putting some special content together. So I'll give everybody the opportunity to hear a little bit about how they can connect with you at the very, very end. Um, uh, but I kind of want to dive right into it with you. Um, and before we do it, can you would you mind guiding us in a, in a nice grounding breath?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a great thing that you do in your podcast to help everybody just get centered. And, you know, I I know for me, sometimes I forget to take these deep breaths. So this is a perfect moment. Right on. So let's do it. Why don't, uh, if you are able to close your eyes, go ahead and do that. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Otherwise, (laughs) really good caveat. (laughs) (laughs) Just pay attention to how your body feels in your seat, your car seat, your office desk, wherever you are. Just take, moment to get present. And then let's take a nice deep inhale through your nose. Hold it for two seconds. And out through your mouth. Push all that air out. Let's do it one more time, why not? Deep inhale through the nose. Hold it for two seconds and full out through your mouth. There we go.
0: Right on. Great. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great way to start a podcast. I really, (laughs) I really love that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's awesome just to get into our bodies. Just check back in conversation.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, Mr. Bivens, you're a dad, you're a partner, you're a son, you're son to somebody. (laughs) You've been interacting with women your whole life, and you do speak a lot about home birth, and you speak a lot about manhood and parenting and and everything under the sun. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women?
1: I really appreciate how you phrased that question. And um, when you posed it to me when we connected before doing this, interview. It it was something I wanted to reflect on. So you're right, I have experience being around women uh, beyond just some of the normal things that you mentioned. Um, I come from a family of, of women, very matriarchal family, and so um, the, my, my answers are going to come from my experiences um, in my life, relationships I've been in, um, breakdowns that I've helped to co-create, and, and breakthrough moments. So The first thing I would say is carry your own weight so that she doesn't have to. Mm. And I say that as a, a man, a father, a husband, that when I am doing the things that I need to be doing for myself, doing the things that help me overcome my own weaknesses and insecurities, and just addressing my, my blind spots, then I can be a better support for the women in my life. Mm. And in particular, when I'm doing those things for myself to be stronger, more confident, a greater leader, it means that they don't have to pick up the slack. Because mm. what I've seen in my life and, and through the work that I do as a balanced lifestyle coach, transformation specialist, working with people one-on-one, That particularly in relationships, romantic relationships, it could be very close friendships, family. When someone's not carrying their weight, somebody else picks it up, you know, Mm. covers that slack. So, you know, in in a marriage, for example, if one partner is unable to show up in in the way that they would like to, you've got things to do. You've got responsibilities. If you have kids, you've got stuff that just is not going to slow down. So someone's got to pick up that weight. Mm -hmm. So really my first piece of advice for caring for women is care for yourself. Make sure that you are doing the things that you know support you in thriving physically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, mentally. Mm -hmm. Do those things for yourself so that you can show up In the relationship, you could show up to the plate being a greater version of yourself. And it's not about being perfect. It's not about um, getting everything right. I think that it's much more important to be working on yourself than to have reached any sort of pinnacle. I don't think that Mm. that's um, really possible. There's always growth to be done. But yeah, well, yeah, sorry, good. The last thing I'll say is I've just, my experience is women are nurturers. And they want to take care of others, and so, you know, that's just a natural thing that I've experienced, at least. And so, when I'm not taking care of me, well, then the nurturers in my life are going to take care of me. So now they're taking care of all the other things they got going on plus me, mm-hmm. and it's just not as sustainable as if I'm able to carry my own weight. So that's my first piece of advice.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much wisdom there, Matthew. We could we could go on an, for an hour about that in and of itself and um what comes to mind is voltaire's famous quote i'm probably butchering it but it's really just to tend to your garden right with everything that we want to see in the world there's very very little that we have impact on right in in the grand scheme of things in our relationships but also in the world around us in our communities etc and really the thing that you have control over anybody listening whether you're a man woman child whatever the only thing you can really impact is your garden and if your garden's not tended to, somebody else is going to have to tend to it, right? And if your garden's not tended to, you can't actually help other people tend their gardens. So, so the first first things first. Get your shit together, <laughs> and care for yourself in the ways physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, in the ways that you that you really need to be, you know, need to 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 tend just in order to be coming to the plate with a with a you know with your, at your baseline, you know, grounded and, and sort of embodied
1: in in the fullest way. Yeah. And I I think that, I think just being in the journey of working on yourself is enough in a lot of cases, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to have all those areas fully addressed and you no longer have your insecurities and your weak spots and all those things, but just address them, just be in the process of looking at them working on it you know it's it's working on yourself and Mm -hmm. um, i think that is that's so important i think that that communicates a lot to your partner it communicates i think it it builds confidence and trust in the partner that they can count on you and even though you've got things that we all do we all have things you're addressing them and you know you you are are actively engaging in bettering yourself leveling up whatever you want to say
0: that's right wow all right. I mean, that's a great. Gosh, we could just end the show right there. First point, <laughs> knocking, knocking at home. What's your uh, What's your second point, Matthew?
1: My second point for caring for women is to love on her the way that matters to her, not in the way that you prefer. And so, for this point, I'm really talking about the concept of, and you've probably heard this before, um, love languages. Yeah. The idea of a love language. And, you know, I look back at my relationships in the past and I saw and I can see how a lot of the times, most of the time I was speaking my love language mm. and I was wondering why my love language wasn't registering with my partner. And um, <laughs> I use the, the, the phrase emotional deposits. It's uh, Stephen Covey from Seven Habits, probably effective people, talks about the emotional bank account, the emotional trust account. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: you know, the idea is like, I want to be making deposits into my partner's account that are big deposits. You know, I want to be doing things that really matter to her. Um, Sarah, for example, her top love languages are quality time and physical touch. My top love languages are acts of service and words of affirmation. So if I just decide to love on her in the ways that matter to me, then I might be doing all these acts of service for Sarah. And she (laughs) might appreciate them. Like, oh, I appreciate you, you know, folding laundry and whatnot. But the deposit, the size of that deposit is very different than if I say, hey, love, I have canceled my afternoon and I just want to spend quality time with you. Like the size of that deposit into her emotional account (laughs) is far greater because that's her love language. Right. And... So I think that's such an important way to care for women, care for anybody important in your life, is care for them and love on them in a way that is significant to them. It's very easy. I have found, and when I look back in hindsight, I can see that it's just easy to love on people in a way that's important to me. It comes naturally. And my mind will say, well, of course that's important to them. Yeah, I'm going to affirm you because why not? Why wouldn't you want an affirmation? That's what I like. And for a lot of years I just failed to realize that everybody's got their own love language. Yeah. And so when I first stumbled across that book with Gary Chapman, I was like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. (laughs) It makes makes uh, so much sense. It shifted a lot to me. So yeah, that's my second point right there. The the
0: beauty of that book is that when you're reading it, you're like nodding the whole time and you realize it, like you realize that your partner does things that they think is helpful to you or that, 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 that they're doing out of a, from a space of love and you may appreciate it. Like you said, it's just not the way that you, that you feel most loved, you know? And, and I also point out that it's, God this, that book was so helpful for our, for my own marriage. And, um, also point out that people can rec- can give and receive through different love languages. And I can't remember what the five are. It's a mm-hmm. it's, uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, um, physical touch, uh, Quality, quality time. time. What's the last one? And gifts and gifts. Okay, gifts. yeah. So it can be a combination of those things that you appreciate most in receiving love, or it could be a totally different combination as to how you like to mm-hmm. to offer love. And just the phys- you know just the the practice of going through that book with your partner can be so helpful. Um, and it really isn't even just about caring for women; it's really about caring for people. That, uh, yeah. just because you're buying gifts or you're the breadwinner or you're the, you know, doing all the services, the things that need done around the house, that's kind of like my thing. Like, look at all the stuff I did. And she's like, great. Can I like, have you sit down yeah. with me for like 15 minutes and just like hold me and touch me. Yeah. And, um, it's like, gosh, you could be working 20 hours a day on the wrong love language. And while it's appreciated, it's really not making them feel the most loved the most seen and cared for.
1: And it was my experience that when I was speaking the wrong love language, I started to resent my partner. Mm. I'm like, why aren't you acknowledging all the things I'm doing? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. What's, you know, what's going on? And it created, it just added to rifts. Yeah. Were there.
0: Yeah, totally. And, totally. Um,
1: you know, it's, it's one of the things I do with my, my clients who are in relationships and the ones who aren't, because one of the things I found with um, love languages and, there's a quiz, by the way. That's what I'm referring to. You go to the Love Languages website and you take a quiz and you can see where your love languages are, like what's strongest to you on a scale. I think it's one to 10. Mm. So you might be an eight in quality time and a two in gifts. And it changes. You know, Sarah and I will do it about twice a year and it, it changes. Mm. But one of the things that is really beautiful about that is it it helps you understand yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you or recognizing through taking this quiz that quality time is important to you, then you might just want to go and schedule some quality time with yourself. You might want to go and, and make sure that once a week or once a day you unplug, you get away from people and you just go and do you. And so it's a it's a it's a great book and there's some really great insights for you as an individual, for you in a in a relationship, in a marriage, but then also, like you were saying, in just how you interact with people in general, because you could apply it to your coworkers, you could apply it to people in your community, your neighbors, it's applicable all around.
0: quick break here everybody i wanted to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor waveblock.com they're generous sponsors of the show and they're providing all listeners of the beloved holistics i'm sorry <laughs> of the holistic objoin podcast with 10 percent off of all of their products on their website what this company does is they produce stickers that go on the earbuds that you're listening to all day long your podcast your music etc They also make stickers that go on the back of your cell phones. And the stickers, the purpose of these is that Ben Salem, the owner, has gone through multiple iterations, hundreds of iterations, using different composites of of different materials, different adhesives, etc., to to, to finally have kind of come to a design that blocks better than any other device on the market as much of the EMF as possible from your earbuds, from your phones. The, the, The issue with this EMF thing is that back in the day, our phones were like dial-up modems right now they are super powerful modems and your phone has four antennas in it right so it's putting off radiation albeit low dose but if you're being exposed to that all day long either through your earbuds directly into your skull through your cell phone directly next to your gonads your ovaries your testicles um what is the downstream consequence of that we don't really know but now that these devices are so powerful there's got to be something more we can do. There's parts of, uh, of Europe where where there aren't, aren't even Wi-Fi routers in preschools because they know that this is also impactful for kids. So our kids are swimming in a sea of EMF, electromagnetic um, frequency, all day long and um, and you know given that we don't really know what the downstream consequences are, I think it does behoove us to start considering, what is this low-dose radiation? Is this possibly going to be detrimental? We know that it is impactful in in vitro, meaning like in petri dishes and whatnot. Um, we know that even the non-iodizing radiation of ultrasounds, when you're looking at, on a continuous waveform, you're looking at the heartbeat, very, very, very early on, it produces heat, right? And heat the nature's proteins, it messes with your enzymatic processes, it messes with your metabolism. So. Ben has done the work of producing these stickers. I think that they complement technologies like harmonizing technologies like biogeometry, etc. And um, I'm going to be using all of them probably for the rest of my life because I really, really believe in this. And um, they are they are um, so generous to sponsor the show. So I hope you can give them some some business. Go to waveblock.com, enter code beloved at checkout, and save 10% on your purchase. All right, let's get back to it, my conversation with Matthew Bittens. Uh, we'll link the Love Languages quiz and the book in the show notes. I think that's a really powerful resource for any any young or veteran couple. My wife and I have been together for 20 years now. We met when we were 16. And while we did have some time off in between where we both kind of had to go off on our own little hero or heroine's journey, come back together, you still are working on this. Every single day you wake up and you, you're you never stepping into the same stream twice, right? And um, your, your partner is going to change Every day, it's going to be slightly different. So not to mention, you know, we both men and women both have these hormonal fluctuations and they correspond in a lot of ways with the seasons and with the moon cycles. And your love language might change throughout the month or over like a six week period. It's just important to constantly be kind of considering, am I, just to reiterate your second point, am I loving her in the way that she needs to be loved right now? Or am I loving her in a way that she, I think she that, that I think she needs to be loved. I, I, that's, there's just, that's a, a really, really great point. A lot of wisdom there.
1: And you know, one simple way to know that is just to ask. Yeah. Hey, what would you appreciate? Yeah. Well, you know, I'd appreciate right now if you did the laundry. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. I'd appreciate right now a back rub. Oh, okay. Got it. I appreciate if we go for a walk around the neighborhood together. You know, I, I know that I used to just make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. You know, cause I'm, I'm a problem solver. So I would see somebody and like my partner and, she would be frustrated or sad and I'd, I'd kind of assess like, oh, okay, you're upset about a conflict at work. Well, here, I'm gonna come with advice for how you can fix that conflict. <laughs> and that was the last thing that she wanted and that that was a withdrawal from her yeah. emotional bank account. That wasn't a deposit.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. I've
1: learned to just ask, hey, hmm. how can I help you? What can I do to, to love on you and serve you today?
0: I love that concept of emotional deposits. Tell me a little bit more about how you how you use these the, this concept of an emotional deposit. Tell me a little bit more about you how you use that on a daily basis. Oh, man.
1: I, so this is a game changer for me. Again, yeah. it, the the wording comes from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits, but there's so many people who talk about this. You've heard the quotes, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And Covey puts it in the terms of an emotional deposit because we can all um, connect with making a deposit into our bank account. You know, we we put money in, it's a deposit, and when you make a deposit, the account goes up. And then you take money out with a withdrawal. And if there's more money in the account, that means there's more opportunity for withdrawal. So in with emotions in relationships, it's sort of similar. If I do things for Sarah, and I make a lot of deposits into her account, I love on her according to her love languages, I do little things, I'm just in general kind, then the trust builds there's a, there's a lot in that account, mm-hmm. and so that means when I make a withdrawal, which is going to happen, I'm going to do something, I'm going to mess up, I'm going to say something insensitive. When I make a withdrawal, if there is a lot in the account, the withdrawal doesn't ding so hard, mm. but if there's close to nothing in that emotional account and I make a withdrawal, maybe the withdrawal is um, I drop a dinner plate and it breaks on the ground and she's frustrated because of X, Y, Z. If there's not a lot in that account, that could lead to a big breakdown. Mm. Whereas if I drop a dinner plate or if I made a comment that was a little less sensitive and she has a lot in her account, that just may not register Mm. at all. She might not get dinged with it at all. So I think of that in terms of myself as well, my emotional account, and I can kind of gauge where I'm at. If I'm feeling impatient, if I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm feeling tense and anxious and hurried, I probably don't have a lot of my account in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so then I think, what do I need to do for myself? Do I need to go work out? Do I need to go and sit in silence for 10 minutes? Do I need to watch a funny show on TV? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to play with my dog? All of those things are just listed are deposits into my account. And so I use that concept on myself. I use it in my relationships. I use it with with clients. I have an app on my phone. It's called the Balance Chart. And it's all about making deposits into my account through habits, building healthy habits, like drinking water, like <laughs> meditating, like stretching, like going on dates with loved ones, like making love. yeah, Like all sorts of different things are deposits. And my goal is to have a, a an account day-to-day, moment-to-moment, that's more filled up than not
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: I can – flow through life with a little less effort because you can still go through life when your account's real low just the experience isn't always great you know it might take a little bit more energy take a little bit more effort you might be frustrated and impatient and i've been there and i don't like how that feels so i use the concept of the emotional account and whether it's filled up whether it's low um, i use that all all across the you know my life
0: right on I love that. I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna look up the app. <laughs> yeah, look for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Totally. Your day balance game. Check it out on uh, all the different app platforms.
0: It's called Balance. Uh, tell me what the name of the app is again.
1: It's called Your Day. One word. Y O U R D A Y, Balance Game. So if you type in Your Day Balance Game, in any of the app places, the, the Apple Store, Google Play, you'll see the app. Right often. on. Love that. Yeah, it's all about accountability, habit tracking, community, and just living a beautiful life.
0: Living your best life. I love that, man. What's the third thing you want the world to know about caring for women?
1: Third thing is something, again, that I experienced, and that when I help her thrive, I reap the rewards again and again and again. Um, And so. I just believe that when we take care of women, it's a benefit to us all. It's a benefit to humankind. Um, again, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, you know, women are nurturers. They take care of people. And when they feel like they're filled up and they're thriving, then what I have found, and just speaking specifically about my marriage with Sarah, when I have done things to help Sarah thrive, whether it's support her in things she wants to experience, you know, take things off her plate, ask her how I can serve, just whatever it is. When I help her to, to thrive, it always comes back to mm, me.
0: Mm-hmm, it always mm-hmm. comes back
1: in mm. the way that she loves on me individually and the way that she loves on our family. Mm. She's much more interested in cooking a more elaborate meal that might be my favorite meal. She's, you know, she'll initiate sex and lovemaking and, and other sorts of, you know, moving sexual energy. She'll initiate those things more often. She will do so many different things that benefit me and fill up my tank as a result of her feeling like she's thriving. Yeah. So I've I've experienced that across the board in um in significant relationships. And I also think that (laughs) I just I just feel like women can get things done with less effort when they're really sitting in their, their queen goddess space, Mm -hmm. you know, like just the ability to flow. I mean, it it happens every, every, you know, month with a woman, they they literally flow. So the ability to create flow and experience flow in their life, I just, I just find through observing, it just feels and seems more effortless. And so, you know, things get done. I mean, like when Sarah is feeling herself and her cup is filled up she gets stuff done. Things happen in our business. She connects and makes partnerships, You know, deals close without any effort. It's
0: mm.
1: fascinating and incredible to watch and witness. And so I look at that and there was a version of me that would look at that and feel competition and mm. feel um, inadequate and insecure, especially as it related to money, that if Sarah was bringing in deals and she was bringing in clients, then I wasn't showing up as a provider and I wasn't being... You know, a man, and I really looked at that for myself, and understood that I was choosing that perspective. That was a choice I was making, rather than looking at that. Sarah is thriving and doing what she's doing because she feels so supported, mm. and because she feels like she has a solid man behind her back. Mm-hmm. And so, that's just a, a piece of advice that I'm um, I, I practice all the time. You know, yeah, just helping sarah thrive and really there's a picture i saw once it was um two lions and you had that male lion with big mane you know that alpha and he was just chilling in the background just relaxing but you could see it in his eyes that he was you know a bad mfer yeah and then the female lion was just up front and she had this intense look on her face and i i loved that visual of that powerful man who doesn't need to be in the front, in the limelight, in the spotlight, but who can just be, who can just be. And through his beingness and his solidness and, and just confidence and that sense of, of strong peace, the woman, in this case Sarah, can just feel like, okay, I, can, I trust what's behind me. I'm going to move and I'm going to take risks and I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous and I'm mm. going to live fully expressed mm. because there's so much security and trust and love that she feels from, uh, from me in this case. And so I've just found that every time I help Sarah thrive, I reap the rewards and it comes back to me in so many different ways. And um, when I keep that advice top of mind and I practice it myself, um, my life is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the divine feminine, we, we, these these terms are being thrown around now. The divine feminine is what you described. It's the nurturer. It's the it's the, the creator, right? It's the space holder, and that's important work. It's important work in nature. It's important work in our relationships and our marriages. And the role of the divine masculine is not to just not to go out and make money. It's really to hold space and protect the and and uphold the sort of power of the divine feminine, right? And that's exactly what that male lion was doing. One little um, thing I wanted to go back to, you had said, you know, Sarah, your, your, your wife initiates sex more, for example, when she feels like she's supported, when she's at her best. Well, I think a lot of men out there feel like, hey, we aren't having enough sex. Why aren't we having enough sex? You aren't initiating enough, blah, 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 whenever actually upstream of that problem is that perhaps like e- even in my own marriage, if we aren't connected, like if I've been gone all day or if I'm not checking in with her or if she doesn't feel like I, you know, we, we use this analogy of uh, there's like always a string between us. If I've let go of the string or if the string's not tight, she doesn't feel like I'm there. She doesn't feel like I'm present. Then everything downstream of that, including intercourse, like connecting, making love, that isn't going to materialize because we haven't done the work of connecting beforehand. And for my wife, you know, quality of time, quality of time is is really her primary receiving love language. And so if I and and that's one thing that I had really struggled with because I'm juggling so many balls and I'm doing all the things that I think I should be doing for the family. But if I'm not being present with her and holding her and really, really nurturing her, then all that other stuff, like, you know, initiating sex and all that stuff, it doesn't happen naturally, right? And and I see the problem as, oh, we're not having enough sex. Well really the problem is you're not me. I'm not connecting enough. I'm not actually be present being present enough. So I can't expect the other rewards, as you described, to materialize until I've kind of done my part in, in order to make her feel like she's supported.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know for myself, I've found it hard to connect when my tank is low. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Right. If I'm, if I'm depleted, it's been a full day and I haven't stopped and made time to take care of myself and do small things for myself throughout the day yeah. that fill me back up then when it comes time to her and I sitting on the couch and the opportunity is there, the you know, the, the the kid is asleep and we just have time, it's like, yeah, we could completely initiate and go make love right now. But I just don't want to. Yeah. My tank is low. And if I so if I'm not taking care of me, then my desire to connect, even though I understand that it's important, but I just am not feeling it. And so I think it goes back to that first point, like taking care of me and so I I can then show up powerfully for her. Right. And you know, I, I look at that because, again, one way to connect, a great way to connect is speak the love language. Mm. Just do little things throughout the day, little things that are important to your partner. Mm. You know, that that has helped in, in my marriage, that connection. Mm. You know, she feels it when I write a note for her when she before she you know heads out for the day. We have a whiteboard, so I like to write notes on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. So when I do that, it's a, it's a tiny little gesture. But if I'm so consumed with what I've got going on, if I'm super stressed out, if I'm tired and exhausted and feeling dehydrated and, you know, have been running and gunning all day long and haven't stopped for a moment for myself, I'm not even going to think about putting the note on the board for her. And so then her tank is not filled up. So sure. She could still initiate from that place, but it's, it's going to, it'll require, you know, her digging down a little bit deeper to get past whatever ego stuff she might be feeling to then recognize the benefits of us making love. And, you know, It might happen and it may not happen. And so I've just found that when I'm doing what I need to do for me, it results in me pouring into her more fully. That results to things coming back into our relationship and our marriage and our household that gets both of us in that connected space with one another. And it leads to more spontaneous sex. It leads to more connected sex, more more intimacy, Mm -hmm. more physical touch. And I kind of look at like, I like to reverse engineer that just kind of like what you were saying to figure out what's going on downstream. Because there's something happening downstream mm-hmm. that's showing up as neither one of us feels inspired to right. initiate?
0: Right. Right on, brother. Thank you. Thank you for this. I feel like we can go on for hours. Um, I, I am so grateful yes, that you came did. on and, and shared some, some man wisdom here on the show. I do think that more male voices are needed in a space about caring for women, and that's that's exactly why I asked you to come on. So thank you. You did not disappoint. <laughs> how can we'll people uh, how can people find you and connect with you? What do you want people to know?
1: You can check out two different things. Uh, I have I do have my own podcast where I talk a little bit more about this stuff, and um, that's called Having It All. And you can see information about that on all the little different podcast platforms and whatnot. Um, and then my website is matthewbivens.com. You can get in touch with me through there. Um, and then if you want to hear what Sarah and I do together, because we, we also have some great conversations, um, that's at Doing It at Home. And uh, again, on all podcast platforms, Doing It at Home. And we have a, a YouTube channel, which has been a lot of fun because um, we talk a little bit more about uh, relationship things and and more of the parenting journey and Um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, we're going to be adding that content to YouTube. So right on doing it at home podcast on YouTube and yeah, that's it.
0: We'll link everything in the show notes. Matthew, thank you so much for coming, my man. And, um, I look forward to seeing you and Sarah, we'll do a longer form interview with both of you guys together. I hope she told you about that. We'll do that in the near future.
1: Beautiful. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much, Nathan, for having me on today.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much again for tuning in everybody and that does it for 2021 thank you matthew for coming on the show and sharing we're going to have you and sarah on together at some point um in order to talk a little bit more about intimacy conscious parenting conscious fatherhood conscious parenthood partnerhood etc and um and that'll be a lot of fun we'll do that in 2022 uh yeah conversation speaks for itself thank you so much matthew um if you guys haven't gone into iTunes to give us a rating, please give us a five-star rating if you like the show. We'd love to continue doing this. And the more people that find us, the more, um, the more people we can get this information out to and get these conversations to. So if you like our show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. My name's Nathan Riley. I also have a practice for a holistics. It's a private membership association. I'm seeing patients from all over the world for everything from uh, education around vaccines, to pregnancy and maternity care to postpartum care to parenting and uh, couples counseling and kind of doing it all plus i'm an allopathic physician a real life md and i do all the other stuff but i only result you know resolve to to surgeries birth control pills pharmaceuticals when it's absolutely necessary and it's never going to be a long-term fix of course so a lot of my practice is holistic in nature in getting to the sort of root cause of some of our dysfunction. I, I practice from a functional medicine lens, from a naturopathic lens as much as I can. Um, and, uh, and you can find me at belovedholistics.com. We have a newsletter. We're going to be rebranding the website, retooling the newsletter, and everything that entails um, in 2022. So keep an eye out for that. Also, if you like the spon- if you if you like the show, consider making a sponsor. Um, <laughs> consider making a donation or becoming a monthly sponsor. We have uh, all kinds of goodies from supporters, from uh, from essential oils to face serums to books to the birth deck to um, paleo-friendly kids' foods. All kinds of goodies await if you um, would like to make a donation and. Um, you can find all the details, including the show notes, the detailed show notes, at holisticobeweenpod.com. Also, Matthew's episode, Sarah, his wife's episode, Wade Lightheart, a couple other of our recent guests, also are uh, the the video version of our of our uh, recording is available on um, on YouTube as well. So you can find the videos right on the website. I think that's all for now. Um, Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you in 2022. And, um, oh, one last thing. Go to waveblock.com. Save 10% on our EMF blocking technologies using code BELOVED. Thank you so much, WaveBlock, for sponsoring our show. Uh, that does it, guys. We'll see you in 2022. Take care. Love you all. Bye.